But Peter, how do we get to Neverland? Fly, of course. Fly? It's easy. Bobby Driscoll was an iconic child star, the original Disney kid. He won an Oscar at age 12, voiced Peter Pan at 15, and was dead and buried by the age of 31. What could have gone so wrong in so little time? That's today on Death in Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Clear in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. <gasps> what do you call this thing anyway? Death in entertainment. Hello, 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 deados. What's going on? Hey there. Deadies. Deados. Dead eyes. Dead sea scrolls. Something. <laughs> if you're going to quote R.I.P.D., yeah. do it right. Right. I mean, I'm trying it's to. Dead motherfucker. Yeah, I'm trying to deados. finagle it into our own thing now. Yeah. <laughs> Can we steal the rights to that? We shouldn't even mention it was part of a, a bad movie. That is the last time I'm going to say R.I.P.D. Yes. R.I.P. That's the last time. R.I.P.D. references. Yeah. It's now ours. We own it now. Yeah. It's the last time anybody's going to mention yeah. R.I.P.D., I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only shout outs they've ever gotten anywhere. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this week, we are delving into the case of Bobby Driscoll. Oof. One of the saddest ones I think we're ever going to have to cover. I know nothing about this. Yeah. Oh, we also forgot to introduce ourselves. My name's Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcairin. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. Yeah, and this week we go, this is the original Disney kid. The original, I wouldn't say the original child star, but he's, you know, he's one of the first. This is before Mickey Rooney and they really started, uh, you know, <laughs> making laws so that you couldn't really exploit these kids anymore. Yeah, but still, I mean, I feel like he laid the groundwork for, you know, all of the troubled child actors yeah. that came after. Yeah, he was like the Jesus, the one that you like, who sacrificed himself for the rest of the child stars. And who is the Judas? Uh, we Walt could, Disney. We could say Walt Disney. <laughs> that frozen motherfucker. We could say Walt Disney. But Don't we're speak find out. ill of frozen corpses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that Nazi. <laughs> the only one I think that can give Driscoll a run for his money in terms of back in the day child stars is Alfalfa. Which well, will he had be a, a sad, future episode. He had a sad story too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Not just the weird hair as a kid. Because <laughs> I have a bad cowlick that I always say you have an alfalfa going on there. Yes, I'd say fuck you, Dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh and while we're saying fuck you, should we address some of this what? TikTok and well, as oh, as being YouTube, sensitive, Sally's. As our listeners know now from last week's episode, we are uh, TikTok stars now. Yeah. But we all we are also a true crime, true story comedy podcast. So if you don't think the best laughs you could possibly have are at a funeral, uh, don't come here. Yeah, this ain't for you. No, don't tango with us because <laughs> if you can't take the cash, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, there's no uh, better segue than to say let's just jump to March thirtieth, nineteen sixty eight. Jumping. Okay, let's uh, let's break down the music at this time in March 30th, 1968. What is going on? Number three on the top of the charts is Valerie by the Monkees. Um, yeah, I, I love the Monkees TV show. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I, I used to watch that all the time. Weren't the Monkees manufactured to be a TV band? 
Yes. And it, then they It was a TV show. Oh, before? yeah. And then that sprouted into the monkeys. Yeah, and they uh, they were they got a couple of hits from it. Yeah, and it's not Millie Vanilli. They were playing and singing. Oh. Yeah. Kind of similar to Glee a little bit. Like they were, they were a TV show, but they actually had like top 5 charting hits. Yes. Uh number 2, Love is Blue by Paul Marriott and his orchestra. He had his own orchestra. It's pretty nice. Never heard of this group. Never heard of this song. Who cares? You better hope my orchestra doesn't show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I paid top dollar for this orchestra. I better fucking work right. Or I'll make it work right. Uh, number one, sitting on the talk. It's <laughs> number one, sitting on the dock of a bay. You got TikTok on your mind. Yeah, you do. Uh, number one, sitting on the dock of the bay by Otis Redding. How can I get this one wrong? It's a, it's a great. I don't song. know, but you've done it three times. I know. Well, <laughs> fuck off. We'll edit to make it set me sound amazing and very intelligent. There, I know words. Yeah. Or as one hack comedian once put it, sitting on a cock because I'm gay. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that came Ricky out. From Gervais. Louis C.K. said that. Yeah, or yeah, Louis, something yeah. like that. All right, let's go over some of the biggest films of early 1968. Planet of the Apes. Hello. You know that Planet of the Apes was written by Rod Serling. Oh, I didn't know that. So it has a very Twilight Zone feel, the movie. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Good reveal at the end. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. For the one person that hasn't... Well, he finds a Statue of Liberty on the beach or something, Heard right? of that, yeah. He's in Malibu and he's like, <laughs> You damn dirty <laughs> yeah, apes! That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> Next movie is... 2001, A Space Odyssey, out this week. Yes. Wow. I Just mean, a matter of days after he died, yeah. So he didn't get to see it. Nope. Our subject. Mm-mm. The poor kid. It would have saved his life. <laughs> <laughs> it would have inspired him. Yeah. It was another one where, like, uh, apes were in, in, like, you know... Uh, oh, in 2001. 2001, yeah. yeah. It opens up with an extended ooh, sequence. Ooh, yeah. The Dawn of Man. What was that impression? <laughs> but but he's like like at a college football game or something. <laughs> All right, coming out in a few weeks is Rosemary's Baby. Oh wow! Another very influential movie. I Another just, one. I just got done watching The Offer, which is a TV. Uh, it's a show about the making of The Godfather, and Robert Evans is uh, very prolific in it, played by Matthew Good. Very, very amazingly well. Uh, but in that, they do talk about like making Rosemary's Baby and stuff before The Godfather. Wow. Yeah, that those are some big ones. Yeah, he made like The Godfather, um, and then he made like The Conversation, and he did Love Story. Like Robert Evans as the the head of Paramount at yeah, that time. Producer. Yeah, producer. Married to Ali McGraw. McGraw. That's yeah. Steve McQueen stole her from Yeah, him. and then he, uh, another maybe another episode, he died of cancer in Mexico. Oh, Steve McQueen for sure. Yeah, he tried some weird um, techniques with trying to get rid of cancer and stuff, yeah. and then obviously did not work. Too little, yeah. too late. Too little, too late, yeah. And he did not die in an auto wreck like a lot of people think. No. And you know who else didn't die in an auto wreck? Who's that, Kyle? Bobby Driscoll. Oh, boy. So let's talk about him. Oh, we did miss one uh, thing. A famous celebrity was born on the date that Bobby Driscoll died, and that is Miss oh. Celine Dion. <laughs> oh, wow. Celine Dion. On the same date? Yes. Oh, wow. Bobby Driscoll died so Celine Dion could <laughs> live. 
And really? Her, and her, yeah. cre- her creepy husband was already like 40 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Are you referring to Rene? Rene, yeah. Yeah, the, the gambling addict. Oh, yeah, he's a yeah. big poker player. Yeah. Was a big poker player. Yeah. Ooh. Till the gods took him away from the table. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> the pit boss in the sky took him out. Here yeah. comes the cooler. <laughs> oh, the Grim Reaper. The casino floor man of yeah. the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> what does it all mean? Nothing. Exactly. So let's get to the story. Get to the Here story. we go. March 3rd, 1937. I believe this is the furthest back we've ever gone. Maybe... No, because the parking carcass, we went back further. Oh, true, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good memory. And you you were right out with that one, Mike. Yeah. That was a quiz. You passed. <laughs> I can stay on the pod? Yeah, you can stay. <laughs> uh, yeah, March 3rd, 1937. Bobby Driscoll was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, his dad's name, Cletus. Cletus, get over here. The slack-jawed yokel. Cletus Driscoll was an insulation salesman, which I don't think you can be a salesman named Cletus. Yeah, it sounds like you live out of your truck if your name's Cletus, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Who's going to buy from you? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe there's other Cletuses. There's Cletai around there, maybe. That <laughs> <laughs> he got married late. Um, he was 35 years old and found a bride and a school teacher named Isabel Kratz. The two wed in 1936 and welcomed Bobby a short year later. Did you say late? Well, in late those, in, yeah, in those times, you got married at, at like 17 and you, you, you were came tired. out the womb and you <laughs> had a fucking marriage license ready to go. What are you, Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon 2 I'm over too here? over this shit. I'm getting too over this shit. I'm too over this shit. 35. Wow. We. Yeah, yeah. 1937, though. Jesus. I feel like George Burns over here. Yeah. <laughs> Light up that cigar. (laughs) Hey, Gracie. (laughs) So when Bobby was six years old in 1943, Cletus, his father, was told by his doctor that his sinusitis wouldn't get better unless he moved near the Pacific Ocean. What? He's like, Why don't you just take a Sudafed? Well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they didn't have Sudafed yet? Or a wall fed. Yeah, you know? whatever. It's hilarious because it's so dry in LA. Like, it's not like humid out here at Yeah, all. the ocean yeah. makes it saltier and more dry. I think his doctor just didn't like him and was yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Hit the bricks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta think, though, like, back in that day, if someone had enough money and you wanted to get rid of them, be like, ah, dude, I heard the Pacific Ocean's great. Yeah. And then they just pack up and fuck off, and you're like, good, my life's set. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very specific set of circumstances <laughs> where a doctor doesn't want to treat a patient anymore. Yes. <laughs> you're, I'm firing you. I got no patience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> Come on. Come on. All right. We're under the pod there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1943. So like I said, he was six years old. The Driscolls packed up. They moved to Altadena, California. Mm. Okay. That's a little bit east of us. A little Is bit. Yeah. yeah. Altadena's right south of uh, Pasadena, right? Yeah. It's pretty the much. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Dinas all stick together. The Dinas. Yeah. Birds of Adina. <laughs> um. <laughs> They're not all winners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Bobby was actually discovered by no other than his own barber, Bill Cadle. Um, 
he Bill was uh, just cutting his hair in Altadena <laughs> and was like, your kid should be an actor. This sounds maybe, a little slimy. Maybe he just didn't want to cut his hair anymore. He just wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the family just has a lot of that going on. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Hollywood. Be an actor, kid. Yeah. yeah get out of here. Don't you ever come back. Fucking weird fucking haircut out of here. Get your lights off my clippers. Yeah. Get out of here. It sounds like they're getting a lot of important life advice from random professionals <laughs> yeah. that they encounter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What did the person that Ralph's tell them, yeah. I wonder? <laughs> yeah, my, my landscaper suggested I take acting classes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a very common L.A. story. I guess so. <laughs> uh, so Bill's son was um, Earl Cadle, and he was an actor at the time. So he was like, you know, my son, my son will kind of teach your son the ropes of the business. And, and how old is he here? Six years old. Six, wow. Teach a six-year-old the it's, ropes? It's very pedo-ish seeming. Yeah. Like, you well, said it. We were thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you getting out of this as a haircut guy? You know, I'm, I'm going to link you up with my son, and he's going to take you under his wing. What the fuck is that all about? He's like, hey, just give me a cut. <laughs> If you know what I mean. <laughs> I gave you a cut. You give me a cut. I'll He's take, a weird, weird mob boss. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take 20%. Yeah. Off your head. Hello. <laughs> so his parents didn't really take it seriously at all. Um, but with a lot of prodding by Earl, um, they met him at dinner and then Bobby came and they were like, dude, I'll take you right on the MGM lot right now. So... Earl took right him. at dinner. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, put, put your chicken nuggets yeah. down. <laughs> Dinner's <laughs> over. Check, please. We're going the MGM lot. Yeah. What? This is kind of like Natalie Wood in some yes. way. Yeah, but there like yeah, a real... but, a, but a guy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title we're gonna go with. Natalie Wood, but, but a I guy. <laughs> the Bobby Driscoll story. <laughs> He got his first screen test, his first audition, and it was at the MGM lot that he scored his first part uh, as an extra in the Margaret O'Brien vehicle, Lost Angel. There's a lot of those things I don't know what they are. <laughs> Everybody loves those Margaret O'Brien yeah, vehicles. Yeah, those famous Margaret O'Brien vehicles. She was um, did a lot of stuff with like Judy Garland. Okay. And she was like a... She was like a lesser-known Judy Garland. Leading-ish so, lady. Yeah. She's the Mickey Rooney of women actors. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> um, a lot of weird comparisons we're making. Here. Yeah. I just want the kids that are listening to understand <laughs> yeah, what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, but Lost Angel ends up being, you know, a big movie. It's released later that year while he's still six years old. 1944, he's seven years old. He... Um, is in the Fighting Sullivans, which came out early in the year. That one I know. Yeah. October 20th, he has an interview at Disney Studios. Mm. Um, and then he ended up having a screen test there, too. An interview, not an audition. Yeah. No, he went and like talked to them. They sat down. What kind of questions do they ask him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do you see yourself <laughs> in five years? Yeah. <laughs> Name a time uh, you were challenged in the workspace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how you dealt with that. Let's say a coworker <laughs> yeah. comes like a, up to you. And <laughs> it's like a Staples interview or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Fighting Sullivans, actually, just to bring it back to that, because that was the basis for Saving Private Ryan, I think. So, oh. yeah. 
a bunch of brothers go to World War II, and uh, I think the uh, they all die, and then the last one, which is a true story, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Sorry. fighting Sullivans were my scumbag neighbors in fucking Southie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does sound like a gang of bookies from South Boston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're alleging that Spielberg just ripped off this movie. Well, I don't know if he had IP or if he had the rights to it. Maybe he did. He's got, he's got dough like that. Maybe back he then. did. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. Maybe but he we'll, did it. Maybe we'll talk to him about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> the fighting Sullivans are here to talk to Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> well, some people do go to a lot. I guess to talk to Mr. Spielberg. Yeah, we've talked to a guy who threatened Spielberg's life. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a different story for a different time. I say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, within two weeks of him going to Disney and having the interview and talking to them, uh, Disney prepared a contract for Bobby to play Johnny in Song of the South. Oh, so he was the little boy in that. A lot of things are matching up here, like uh, Disney, uh, Walt Disney being a racist. Yeah. Disney being, doing racist things. We're not saying they're a racist company, but yeah. Yeah. They get, they get a pass, like we all do. It's still, <laughs> it's still mind-blowing, except on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. It's still mind-blowing to me that Song of the South was made, released in theaters, and it has one of the most famous Disney songs zippity doo zippity doo oh, that from that? And yeah. then somehow the song survives, and then they bury this movie like it never existed. Of course. Yeah, it's definitely not on the uh, Disney Plus app, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. I think it was when it when the Disney app first came out. Really? And there was a warning beforehand. That, yeah. <laughs> oh that they were God. like, people might not agree with this. <laughs> I might not agree. But here we go. They yeah. had to edit out 90 minutes of sensitive content. <laughs> yeah, it's just a zippity doo song. The movie's 91 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his contract was $250 a week for 13 weeks, 10 weeks guaranteed. Wow, okay. hey, judging for inflation, that I like that's not bad for right now. Oh, we'll get into that. Okay. Wait, so he did the math on it. Oh, oh. Go. check out the big brain on <laughs> yeah. <Kyle> today, <laughs> Mr. Mathematician. Ooh, someone's over here. got uh, Microsoft Excel. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you think you're better than me? Oh, yes, I do. I think he does. <laughs> so, Bobby is one of the kids in Song of the South, he's the kid who, um. Uncle it, Remus is telling the stories too. Yes, exactly. Just so people know what we're talking about, it takes place on a plantation. Yes. And a former slave is telling stories with these cartoon characters that I'll talk with very offensive yeah. black accents, basically. Yeah. yeah, like minstrel show type accent. Exactly. It's like a minstrel show. Yeah. It's it's minstrel show the movie. Yeah. Yes. I I, I can see that. You you know you know this movie pretty well. Even now, even now, he doesn't Joel's... go a night without watching. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's got it memorized. Uh, well, in scene forty-five, actually, yeah. uh... even Al Jolson was going. All right, you guys took it a little far. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey guys, bump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he gets his first Disney contract. He's got two other movies that came out that year: Sunday Dinner for a Soldier and The Big Bonanza. They were running out of war ideas. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, lot- let's make a movie about a soldier well, yeah. eating dinner. Yeah. <laughs> this is- <laughs> it's just raw footage of a soldier eating a dinner. He's like, hmm, these mashed potatoes are delicious. Can you pass the squash? It is crazy that this is like World War II time. Well, it's like propaganda films. That's that's what they were doing. Oh, yes. they did a lot which, of those, which, yeah. You know, which is not a bad thing or a good thing, but it's just kind of what they did. Most famous one being, the, what was that? 
It is a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the most famous one being Best Years of Our Lives. Oh, really? Where uh, an actual soldier starred in it. Wow. It's the only movie he's ever done. Yeah. And he's the only non-actor in Academy history to win an Oscar. He won Best Supporting Actor for that movie. Wow. wow. Yeah. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Uh, 1945, he's eight years old. The movie Identity Unknown is released, uh, which was a big one for him. Um, later that year, Disney picked up his option for an additional 13 weeks. That's in May. Then that 13 weeks goes up. August 29th, another 13-week option is picked up. This is all 250 a week, so he's getting paid. But not necessarily paid to be working. He's just paid to, like, you know, they, if they need him, they need him. During that period of time. Yeah, but he was working. Okay. Um, September 14th, he was loaned out to RKO for From This Day Forward. <laughs> oh, God. RKO was like, hey, we, we need a kid. Give me your kid. <laughs> yeah. Get, go, get, go to the stable and get one of your kids. Any kid. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please borrow me a cup of kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, kid. Get out of here. Once he finishes From This Day Forward, another 13-week option is picked up. And then he's loaned out to Universal for So Goes My Love. Hmm. And this is all by the time he's eight years old. He turns nine years old, gets another 13-week option, but this time with a raise. 300 a week. So From he's 250 to 300. Full of options at this age. Wow. Oh, yeah. This kid is living a better life than I ever have. By the time yeah. he's nine years old. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's loaned out to Paramount for OSS. OSS is released that summer. The original name of the CIA. Whoa. Just true. A little factoid. Yeah. The uh, the Office of Secret Services or something, it, it eventually became the CIA in the 50s, I want to say. Yeah. You can't really say SS without yeah, and maybe that's why yeah. bad things. Yeah. Good marketing to change the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The PR firm of the CIA is yeah. really good these days. Or like we have a Nazi problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another 13 week option gets picked up. So he's just rolling, rolling, rolling like Limp Biscuit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. oh my is God. That is that written into your document? That's written. Yeah. Oh word for word. God. No. Jeez. You at, wish it was written. At least make a 1940s reference. <laughs> I saw that coming once the second rolling came out. He's going to mention Limp Biscuit, And yeah, he did. And I did. Yeah. 1947, he's 10 years old now. He gets loaned out to RKO again for If You Knew Susie. Every time you say that, I kind of cringe when you say the loan out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it, it just implies the kid like has chattel. no say. Yeah, yeah. He's you like, know? He's like, like he's a, a library book. He's chattel, as I would call it. Yeah. He's like that DVD you had in college. Like, yeah. oh, hey, you got to see this. You give it to your roommate. I'm going to loan it out to you. Don't make it come back scratched. <laughs> yeah. Keep That's it probably, good, that was in his contract. Keep it in good shape, yeah. 
<laughs> By the way, Harold Russell is the name of the Oscar winner who oh, was wow, in Best nice. Years of Our Lives. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, February 26th, he gets his 10-year-old mega contract now. He's got an option for 52 weeks picked up at $400 a week. So whether he's working or not, he's getting paid. How many months is that? That's a full year. Okay. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> 12 months, 52 I, weeks. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, $100 in 1947 is equivalent in purchasing power to, to $150 today. <laughs> to $1,328.75 today. Wow. Man. So he's making the equivalent of 5315 a week, which is equivalent to 276000 380. How far are we taking this? In today's funny <laughs> this money. Is, this is like the goodwill hunting <laughs> equation on <Yes>. the wall. <laughs> yeah. So he's making... He's, Kyle's the only one that can finish the yeah. equation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like Rain Man, but just for this. And I'm yeah. working for the CIA. <laughs> yeah, speaking of working for the CIA, yeah. So he's, you know, making... Equivalent to almost $300,000 a year. Wow. At that point. And he's nine. He's 10. He's 10. Yeah. And I'm glad he's his parents are saving all this money for him yeah. for a rainy day. Yes. 10 is less impressive than nine, but I'll take <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, later that year, filming of The Window began in New York City. Um, uh, it's a movie? Yeah. It was or a, they were filming a window. It was a big one for <laughs> they him. They really ran out of ideas by this point. Yeah. They already did The Supper. For the soldier. Now they're going to film a window. Just a window. Oh, the titles get worse as he gets older. And my jokes are going to get worse. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's going downhill here. Yeah. Um, So the window gets filmed. Um, In February that week, he gets picked up for another year. Bang. 500 a week. Dude is just crushing, crushing, crushing. Out of curiosity, they didn't have longer contracts at this time. Because you know how some of the golden age actors, they'd be lifetime. With the same, yeah, they'd be well, with the but same these studio. kids, though, are more like disposable, I think. I like not to say that, you, but they are, you yeah, know, like, yeah. but the big stars, they're like the names. This kid is not really a name yet, but he's, you know, that he's. A rare few, I'm sure, of just like kids that look good on screen. Also, they like work well with directors mm-hmm. and stuff, and they know what they're doing, and they keep the production rolling and stuff. So yeah. some kids are like fucking basket cases. Like if I was working there, I was ten. I'd fucking probably light the whole place on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't remember any lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd be out the door. Yeah. So he's not exactly Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin, no, was. Bigger, I think, in his He's day. more like Ben Savage or something. Yeah. Yeah, lesser known, smaller. Ish. Um, he came out with a an album, So Dear to My Heart. Um, so he's like, they're setting the stage for what they do for every like Disney kid. So he's singing. Like, music, yeah. Like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, like all these people, they were, they were singing. You had to do it all back then. You can't just yeah. be, couldn't just be like a, you know, a, a good actor. You really had to, you know, sing. Dance, you know, tap dance, you know, uh, break dance. No, not yet, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yes. Um, 12 years old, he starts, he gets the mega contract. He gets a new seven-year Disney contract. There we go. Uh, beginning 52 weeks uh, at 500 a week. So wow. tons, tons of money. He's, he seems like he actually has a good agent, too. Yeah. Yeah, that barber really fucking. Oh, is it the barber? Yeah, it looks like the guy actually helped him out, kind of. Yeah. What became of that? Did he ever hook up with the 
the sun. Uh, I, I don't mean it like that. I really didn't. No, but the, it seemed like the sun helped him get all this other stuff. Okay, I, maybe maybe MGM really needed like child stars, or did, yeah. then Disney needed child stars at that time. Yeah, I don't know if they left him hanging out to dry outside in the uh, MGM parking lot or not. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, thank you very much for bringing us this kid, and uh, we're not going to be needing your services anymore. Yeah. Go back to your shitty barber dad. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still a kid with this album, right? The singing. Yeah. So they were a lot of kid singers back then that actually had hits. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember Wayne Newton was actually a kid when he did Don Shane and that's crazy. Brenda Lee was a kid when she did rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they'd use these kids for whatever they wanted. Basically. Yeah. 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 And they for, would chart for whatever they wanted. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Recording songs, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly, <laughs> and dancing and having fun, <laughs> and yeah, well, uh, Ky- we'll let Kyle uh, get into it. And filming movies, the movie Treasure Island began <laughs> filming in England, and he was one of the main child stars. The original Treasure Island. Yes, See, this is a real movie. Yeah, yeah. Treasure Island. Yeah. yeah. And the window was released this year uh, with Treasure Island happening in the window in this new mega contract. He is named most talented juvenile star <laughs> by Parents Magazine. Oh, God. <laughs> First of all, who the hell is reading that magazine? Yeah. It's Tiger Beat of the 40s. What do you want? But for parents? <laughs> okay. Yeah. They approve. I get, well, and juvenile. Yeah. It's such a formal <laughs> yeah. term. It sounds like a charge, like a court yeah. charge or something. Yeah. Uh, one title that stuck out to me that he recorded in November of this year was uh, a radio show um, called Fathers Are People hmm. at Disney. In the age of like actual, actual patriarchy, <laughs> it, wait, like fathers of people too, you know. It's just like a men's rights uh, activist yeah, kind it's of a red pill. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Jordan Peterson thing. <laughs> well, yeah, this is the original Jordan Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> just dads crying why they're like, you know, people are giving them shit and yeah. stuff. <laughs> why is this song Papa was a Rolling Stone coming out? What's wrong with your dads? <laughs> um. The next year, his pay goes up 600 bucks a week. And then right after that, Bobby wins um, an Oscar. What? For, for The Window and So Dear to My See, Heart. See, you're shitting on The Window. Yeah. Did they make a sequel, The Dort? <laughs> <laughs> Based off the success? You make a better door than a window? <laughs> no Oscars would to that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was a trilogy that concluded with The Floor. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he, it was not like a competitive Oscar, though, right? I mean, it is competitive. What did he win? What was what Oscar's exactly? not competitive? No, this is it's, there's not like best kid in a movie. This is like uh, what's her name winning for the pianist. It's like the it's just the youngest actor no, ever to win. For real, I no, want to know what it was. No, it was it was a juvenile. Oscar. Oh, what? It was given to the best child actor every year. Uh, oh. Until like 1960, I, I thought believe. it was competing against like Fred Astaire or something. <laughs> I imagine Fred Astaire no. in the audience, like, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking kid in the window!" Yeah, yeah. Don't shit on uh, Anna Paquin from the piano. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. won that fair, fair and square. square. Yeah. 
I never saw the piano. Well, we, we don't have to go down that road again. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some of the piano. Yeah, just the dick. Oh, <laughs> I saw the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a little of it, if you know what I mean. Hello. Harvey Keitel's dick. Keitel's <laughs> dick. <laughs> you have to get that one Harvey Keitel's dick Yeah, in well, there. just let people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Just in case. So now um, Disney has a script, and they're ready to start recording uh, a little movie called Peter Pan. Ooh, <gasps> that's a big movie, I feel like. Yeah, that's not such a little adventure right there. Yeah, this ain't no window. Yeah. They uh <laughs> they people don't know that he was actually used as like um obviously the voice, but they used his face and body as the model for the actual Peter Pan. His likeness. Yes. Wait, wow. I, I'm just wondering the lineage of the Peter Pan story because it comes from like an English book right yeah, yeah. by yeah. jm barry i believe that, that makes sense right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's who johnny that played in uh in the movie where he played jm barry right finding neverland finding neverland yeah. not leaving neverland yeah. no. different film <laughs> yeah. yeesh hey oh boy <laughs> you're in the wrong movie theater buddy hey <laughs> People confusing it. We're going to watch the Peter Pan biopic tonight. And they get their popcorn out. The big out. extended family of all kids and stuff. Leaving yeah. Neverland comes on. <laughs> but for some reason, they couldn't work the DVD player or something because they, they had to watch the entire yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like blaring. Yeah, they yeah. can't turn on the no volume. One, no, no one's saying anything because they just keep watching it. No one changes it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he took me to the train set. And, and at the end, the, the dad is like, well, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Not what I expected. Don't remember Peter Pan being mentioned. It's, a sa it's the same like Jordan Peterson-esque like, men's rights activist guy. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't watch that. Wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> oh, fuck. So he's going through all this Peter Pan stuff. He's doing publicity stills. He's uh, recording his voice for it. Treasure Island's released. He's uh, doing publicity photos at Disney. Um, he's getting loaned out again. Oh, boy. The loan out. <laughs> Walt Disney's kind of a shark. Yeah. Yeah. They chew you up and they spit you out. Chew you up, spit you out, pick you back up, chew you up, spit you back out again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like Bubblicious. Yeah. Yes. 1951. He's 14 years old. He had, he's attending story meetings for uh, Peter Pan at Disney, um, recording his voice, and then he's doing live action rehearsals because they're actually like, it's like pre CGI, but they're watching him do these movements and stuff on a soundstage, and like they have like animators wow. on yeah. set with him, like watching his movements and mannerisms and how he like acts, and that would be mm -hmm. that would be nerve wracking for me, yeah, or for like any adult and like anybody, just, just like mm -hmm. you can't like fuck up, you have to do it because it's all it's taking the time of like a hundred adults to like fucking animate all this stuff, yeah, and it's taking them like hours upon hours, so it's just like, and I'm sure someone sat him down. And not softly at all would just say, listen, kid, there's a lot of fucking money. It's so, so probably someone smoking and, and, and exhaling. Do face, not fuck me. Like, Do not fuck this up. The barber. <laughs> yeah, the barber. Yeah. Joke. 
Um, you want these clippers in your head? Yeah. yeah. Don't More fuck your this neck. up. Walt Disney doesn't fuck around. We know where your family lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this was like motion capture technology, but with their eyes. Yeah, exactly. The animators would just have to capture it in their imagination. Uh, if you That's will. right. Um, and I believe this is where Disney started noticing. <clears throat> noticing what? That he was going through puberty, like oh, myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Uh, you really illustrated that beautifully. Yeah, yeah, I mean, couldn't have been a better time for it. Then Walt Disney started noticing <laughs> that. Hey, guys, I got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> because. Does this acne look too <laughs> gross? <laughs> Will you shave my pits? <laughs> February 19th is the last um, rehearsal for Peter Pan and February 20th his 52 week option that had just been rolling for years is not picked up because <gasps> they see the cracks there yeah and he's told you're on daily vouchers now so mm. it's day to day they got point. the guy with the grittiest voice to say you're on daily vouchers yes <laughs> and anything with the term voucher in it it's not great yeah it sounds like yeah very temporary and just like very uh disposable it's like a crappy free meal the airline gives you <laughs> yeah. when they cancel <laughs> or like a, yeah, a voucher. bad hotel or something yeah he's staying, yeah. yeah um so he's like kind of nervous uh he ends up getting a new role as goofy jr in some cartoons that year Ouch. okay yeah <laughs> so you're goofy little downgrade <laughs> you're go- that, well that was in um swingers he's like so you're goofy well i didn't get it yet <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, so you're goofy right I'm not, well junior oh, okay. <laughs> you're not getting laid tonight <laughs> yeah um i feel like disney's on this weird kick where uh they had the the show fathers are people and now this year uh at 15 years old he's providing a voice in the cartoon teachers are people so mm. they're just letting us know a lot of people are people this sounds like more propaganda kind of yeah well mm. this one definitely um in december of this year at 15 years old he appears in uh butchers some- are people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the name of this one is someday they'll give us guns no oh, oh, yeah. what yep and that's kind of like the Snow White song, Someday My Prince Will Come. Yeah. <laughs> someday my prince will come and someday they'll give me a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Someti- someday my AR-15 will come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at 16 years old in 1953, he appears on the 25th annual Academy Awards. Was what? he a seat filler or something? Yes. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, okay. No, he was in like a segment. Oh, okay. But was it televised then? Um, good question. That is something. Because gonna... I feel like they wouldn't be televised. Uh, yeah, yeah, not till it's like the technical uh, Academy the Awards. Sixties, I think, it is the big time they yeah. made it into a television event. Oh, March nineteenth, nineteen fifty-three. Okay, so that would be the first. That yeah, he was on the first televised. Oh yeah, because wow. fifty-three they started. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big deal. Huge deal. Um, so to, he tap danced or what did he do? He was, I, yeah. 
Huh? He was on it. I don't know. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Um, yes, Finn he, just said yes. He so, does, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to question you yeah. on that. Yes. <laughs> Although there'll be someone on YouTube yeah. like, excuse me. Just so you know. Uh, I subpoenaed the footage from uh, from ABC, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was not tap tested. Okay. You guys right. don't know anything what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, within weeks, he is officially let go by Disney. Ouch. It's not working now. Yeah. Yeah. We're, he's uh, Lord Michael. Yeah. We, <laughs> have, we have no more vouchers for you. Right. Right. Um, but good luck. Yeah. You know how he found out? He fucking goes to the actual studio and he's trying to get on the lot and they wouldn't let him on the lot. <laughs> That's cold. Yeah. That is cold. And they said, he was like, why? And they're like, contracts voided. See you later. It's always like some fucking security guard that does not give a shit outside. Yeah. It's like, yeah, sorry, you're not on the list. Yeah. That's then the guard is callously gives some advice. He's like, listen, your mistake was growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Literally. That's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Flicks a cigarette in his face. <laughs> now have a nice day. <laughs> Try not to get any older. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and can I ask about Peter Pan? What happened with that? Um, was it a worldwide hit? And like, did he was he in the final version of it? I wonder. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, he made the cut, but they they saw the cracks during the filming of it, but they were able to cheat their way to get in the final product. Well, the original release came out February fifth, nineteen fifty three. So right before he was on the um, first televised uh, Academy Awards. So he was kind of promoting Peter yeah. Pan at the, you know, he was a huckster for the studio. Okay. It is a shilling for the studio, I should say. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> it's not working. Whatever I'm trying to do here. Um, they made $40 million worldwide off of the original release of um, Peter Pan. So that's good. I think that's good at that time. Oh, at that time, that's, that's major. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 1982 re-release was $17 million, So, yeah. And the 1989 re-release. That was, was that? $29 million. Was that with uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No, the re-release. It's just the same. Oh, movie. they just. Oh, they, yeah, they just the remastered week, the week that Rebecca Schaefer was killed. Oh yeah, they re-released it again. That's oh, right. right. Yeah, everything's coming together. Wow. <laughs> Here, everything connects in the diverse. In the diverse. And Peter Pan. I mean, this is a classic. Yeah. You can fly. You can fly. You can fly. You can fly. You know this better than Songs of the South. <laughs> Barely, barely better. (laughs) Zippity, yeah. But that's a movie they keep making over and over, like to it's to absurd lengths. It's just it's terrible. Peter Pan, the the way yeah, the movies these days they're coming out with because I think they did a a more recent one uh, a couple years ago. But it's just a creepy story overall. Like the Geppetto thing. Just That's hit- Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Oh, I'm thinking of Pinocchio. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was the Jonathan Taylor Thomas thing I was talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you, the whole time you're probably thinking of Pinocchio. This yeah, whole I was. That's so funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, what are you going to talk about, Jiminy Cricket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you wish upon a star. <laughs> I should be thinking of Rufio and not uh, Jiminy Rufio. Cricket. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, now that you know it's Peter Pan. Yeah. So let's remind our How do listeners. You feel? <laughs> this is about a kid that never grows up. Yeah. And he yeah. lives in the land called Neverland. Yeah. Named after Michael Jackson's ranch. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and what is it? Uh, Wendy 
Wendy Kyle. and the gang. Can you help me out here? Wendy and the gang. She has a last name, but who who cares? Yeah. <laughs> She's disposable. And Captain Hook is his arch nemesis. Yeah. yeah. The Lost Boys are his crew. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland's there. <laughs> One of the Corys. One of the Corys. Yeah. Yeah. And Hook, they took the likeness of Dustin Hoffman. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> From I Heart Huckabees. <laughs> From Tootsie. <laughs> so th- we're giving you an education on Hollywood here, guys. Yeah. This is the real stuff you need to know. This is the history. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bobby is so depressed after being let go by Disney that he, you know, starts acting up, um, starts using marijuana for the first time. That doesn't sound that bad. But back then it was very frowned upon. Yeah. They're they're doing like the reefer badness stuff back then. Speaking of, uh, you know, bullshit document or TV. Oh, yeah. That's the... Like the exploitation movie that showed yeah. that marijuana it showed can kill you. you. Yeah, you'll start jumping out windows and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. You're going to commit suicide or yeah. murder people. Yeah. He fancies himself a part of the beatnik generation after this when he turns 18. Um, he actually gets to know like Allen Ginsberg, who uh, is a poet and um, total beatnik writer. And, uh, and not to, I don't want to go in an icky direction, but he later supported. You guys are looking at me like, where is this going? Yeah. <laughs> Who supported? Allen Ginsberg. Okay. okay. <laughs> what, the Merry Pranksters? What are you talking about? I'm trying to think of the actual name of this organ. Nambla. Oh, did he? Yes. What? Oh, whoa. Allen Ginsberg. Yes. So are you Nambla. Are you insinuating there was something going on? No. Okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> no. May- maybe. Yeah. What's the third Don't option? loan out your kids to... Ginsburg. Ginsburg, yeah. No, he's who is who is David Cross? They're the same person, right? Yeah, <laughs> David Cross once played him. <laughs> he's the beatnik poet of his generation. Yeah. yeah, maybe any generation. Yeah, and there was a weird thing before he died. He was on some list or made some crazy stances. Yeah. yeah. I'll look into this and get back to you. Yeah, that's okay. gonna have okay. to be in the follow up. Oh that yeah, is. absolutely. Forget I said anything. Ginsburg on the shit list. <laughs> yeah, throw him on there. Continue. I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, so he's 18 years old. He's trying to live his life. Uh, Disney calls him up and they're like, hey, we're opening this place called Disneyland. Uh, you got to show up because Dateline's going to be there. And so they make him go back and like put him in a fucking parade and parade his happy oh. ass around. Dateline, the news show? Yes. Was, no, that was not around. Yes, then, was it? Yeah. Dateline Disneyland, yeah. No. Opening day, yes. So that was the ABC series Dateline. Like, like Ann Curry was there. Uh, yeah. Jay no, Polly. You, you want to know who was? <laughs> who? One of the people that um uh was one of the, uh, the correspondent reporters, yeah. yeah, correspondent there. Ronald Reagan. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> look at this kid. <laughs> speaking of hucksters. <laughs> yeah, speaking of hucksters. Let's uh, <laughs> incarcerate you, black is that people, by shall Adam, we? Adam Sandler doing Ronald Reagan? Taxes are government. I can't, I can't remember when he did. <laughs> government, government is the problem. <laughs> I don't want to do anything about AIDS. Tear down this wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Okay, so he returns to Disneyland. Yeah, and and they promptly boot him out of there again. Again? No, I mean he got he, like, he got another day. one day voucher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that has got to mess with you psychologically. Of course, you're, you're kicked to the curb. Then they bring you back and literally put you in a parade and yeah. I wonder and celebrate you. Then yeah. they kick you to the curb again. Yeah. yeah. And Fool then, me once, right you know after. I mean? Yeah, right after this, he's in a program called No Horse, No Wife, No Mustache. What? So it's not going well. The How Jack Nance, the Jack Nance story. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he was like horse face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you say that name one more time? No horse, no wife, no mustache. God what almighty. the fuck is that? Like another uh, like. Uh, like news, like informative piece. It's, it's a special program from TV Reader's Digest. What the Jeez. fuck is this all about? TV back then, you know, what can you say? Yeah. yeah. What can you say these days, huh? Well, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, it's like really out of control. This would, yeah. would have been on like Freebie if it were now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, or, or like a right wing PBS or something. I feel like. <laughs> Fox News. Yeah. Fox News. Yeah. Um, he at the time was living in the Pacific Palisades. Um, so he's not doing that bad. Let's on the, be honest. Yeah. That's a dream. <laughs> yeah, it's Are a you amazing kidding? neighborhood. I'd well, kill to live in the Palisades. Yes, yeah, so. I believe that's where his parents were. Yeah, but oh, with all his money. Yeah, mm. yeah, I guess. W- what with their money? Yeah. What are they doing that's better than working? Yeah, for was, is he selling fucking? What was the dad selling? Fucking uh, floor insulation. tiles. Insulation. Insulation. Yeah, th- you're not buying a Pacific Palisades house with that. <laughs> and in fucking <laughs> California, you don't need insulation here. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why they even moved to fucking California? <laughs> That's it a makes, red flag. It makes no sense. Yeah, no, it, yeah, no, no sense at all. Yeah, these parents aren't making any money on their own. They're fucking stealing the kids' money. Yeah, that's a front. If you say you're selling insulation, yeah, that's and like my a, kid's an actor. That's like a character on Breaking Bad who like sells drugs or something. They say, <laughs> "Would you like to buy any insulation?" Then they're yeah. like, "Vinny sent me." Yeah, right, follow me to the back. <laughs> yeah, we'll fill you up. Yeah, there's just kilos rolled in. There. <laughs> yeah. Um. He's got his first arrest on his hands at this point. 19 years old. He's arrested at 16524 Chattanooga Place in the Pacific Palisades. Chattanooga. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. You're going to jail now. Uh, Arrested on a marijuana charge. Another oh, is this on. another one, or he was just smoking before? He was but, smoking before, but, but now, now it's getting serious. Busted, yeah. yeah, now they caught him with it. <laughs> this is when the LAPD had a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, to do some bullshit like this, <laughs> or did they plant it on him? Mm. Well, July twelfth, he held a press conference at his lawyer's office, proclaiming his innocence. Where is this scene? This press conference. Let me click the link. It's like way back in the 50s. I don't know if they're going to have footage of that. He's still a good looking <laughs> says, kid. It says TMZ across it. And like <laughs> yeah. Faded black and white. Yeah. Harvey's drinking like some old school, like big thing, a jug of water or something. <laughs> he looks like fucking James Dean here. This is crazy that Disney was like, hey, we're done with you. Are you kidding? Let, let's get started. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, but I think the problem was, and maybe still is, it's hard to make that jump from kid star to adult star. Yeah. Like Leonardo DiCaprio and like a handful of other people were able to do it. And I think at this time, it's just unspeakable to think that this kid could uh, could have a second career. There's yeah. no Gilbert Grape for this kid. 
No, <laughs> no. But I don't think that's what that Leonardo DiCaprio was. That the, was that the that was the one that propelled him from child star to a real actor. Was for, it for sure? Yeah. Interesting. That, that was broke, and his fucking career took off. <laughs> yeah. It was that that bathtub scene where. He forgets to get out of the bathtub yeah, and he's, and he's fr- freezing. <laughs> yeah. That's what got him the Oscar nomination. <laughs> You've talked to various Oscar voters? Yeah. 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 Well, me and Leo are tight oh, on okay. the Academy. Yeah. To your point, though, I see what you mean. He really was good looking and he's already in the industry. So yeah. wouldn't it make sense? Like, okay, he already knows the ropes. Like, let's use him in something. Right. Exactly. No, I, I, I see your rationale there, but I just think. People, I think that's the way the industry worked. They're just used to like spitting these kids out, and it's just like how it went. Once the industry works a certain way, they don't know how to change, really. Yeah, they just keep the money train rolling. And yeah. if you ain't on it, you're off. You're out. The Chattanooga Express rolling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, later this summer, he's arrested for bean shooting from a car. What? Oh, it sounds like a BB gun or something? Yeah. Yeah. A little bean shooter. <laughs> that's not a, that's not cool. Yeah. Was he like shooting at the 101 or something? Or if it was like a surface street, you know, I I could forgive it. It was in West Los Angeles. Bean shooting. Yeah. Oh, they shot at a gas station attendant. (laughs) That's kind of funny. (laughs) If they recorded it, they would have been the jackass. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Literally, he was struck with dried peas blown from a passing car. Oh, so it was like a. Like a blow dart type situation. Wow. That's Peace. all it was. Yeah. Now the LAPD really had nothing going on. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you call them today and like, hey, someone's shooting a bean at me, they'd be like, fuck off, man. We have 13 murders, you know, down the street from you. There was no Manson. There was no OJ. Yeah. Yeah. Him and his uh, buddy Ferguson were released on $250 bail. Hey, Ferguson. <laughs> that sounds like such a fucking shitbag. Yeah. His name. Turd Ferguson. Hey, Ferguson. <laughs> fuck you. That was the name of the bratty brother on Clarissa Explains It All. Yep. Sure was. Ginger. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I brought this show to a dead halt. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't. I didn't get the reference. You don't remember Melissa Joan Hart? Oh yeah, I I know who she is. Her first TV show. Nah, nah, nah. I never nah, watched nah, that one. Nah, 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 nah. I I was never really familiar with her work. I remember she did that movie Drive Me Crazy. Her, her work, like yeah. she's Barbara Streisand. Yeah. <laughs> it was Clarissa and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and that's it, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> then um, Drive Me Crazy with uh, Adrian Grenier, yes. who played uh, Vince. Well, oh, you do know that movie well. I do know that movie. Yeah. Not well. Not like well, you know Songs of the South. you knew <laughs> Grenier's character's name. Yeah. Another person in that movie is Stephen Collins as her dad. Oh, yeah. Who's a uh, pedophile, right? <laughs> Persona non grata in yeah, Hollywood Yeah, yeah. He's a creep. Ginsburg. <laughs> yeah, a little Ginsburg. So he gets out of jail after the marijuana charge and the bean shooter charge, and then he goes, you know what? Why should I be locked up in jail when I could be locked up in a marriage? (laughs) And he elopes with Marilyn Rush in Mexico. And they get married together for the first time. Really? Who is it? Who's this Rush uh, broad? Uh, She's just she was just a broad 19 year old (laughs) chick that he met uh, on the beach at Manhattan Beach. Hmm. Well, he he doesn't seem like he has that bad a life for me. It seems like he's like. 
He's bean shooting. He's having a good time with Ferguson. He's getting married to this 19 year old who he met on a beach. And, you know, he's living like as far as the entire world and all the, the pain and suffering that's going on. He seems to be doing all right. Yeah. And he looks like James Dean without all the car rack baggage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was living in Hermosa Beach at the time. Moves to Santa Monica after getting married. 20 years old. He goes up to the Pacific Palisades to work as a clerk in, quote, a haberdashery, which I didn't even know was like a real word. That sounds like a bad job you'd find on like indeed.com <laughs> like, i guess i'm gonna be a haberdashery they emailed me that's what quentin tarantino used in the hateful eight the the place where they all meet in it is called minnie's haberdashery oh really yeah <laughs> he's like i just really like the word yeah yeah haberdashery okay <laughs> what does this look like the weird dead haberdashery storage <laughs> over here oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy oh boy this one is a we good know, one we know what it means and it's it's a it's a hot one yeah let's edit that out <laughs> <laughs> and then put it right back in yeah it's in now <laughs> um the crazy thing about their whole eloping in Mexico thing is that the marriage called they annulled it like immediately and then the next year they got married again in California and they're like this is the real marriage now it seems like a hot and cold relationship here yeah very much so I have the answer of Allen Ginsberg oh this is from wiki this is just the tip of the Ginsberg guys <laughs> Allen Ginsberg, <laughs> poet and father of the beat generation, no pun intended, was an affiliated member of NAMBLA. Shut the fuck up. Claiming to have joined the organization in, quote, defense of free speech, Ginsberg said. Yeah, right. Quote, attacks on NAMBLA stink of politics, witch hunting for profit, humorlessness, vanity, anger, and in. Ignorance. I can't even get these words out. It yeah, disgusts me. Shocking. It's chilling. All right, there you go. Wait a second. Uh, lack of humor was the, was the weird one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think it's funny when adults get with kids? Yeah. Well, like, wow. what, what are you talking about, Ginsburg? Yeah, that's where I think he kind of lost the plot. Yeah. And NAMBLA it stands for the North American Man Boy Love Association. Yeah. Which. Which got very well known, I feel like, in the late 90s. It did, yeah. And that's when he supported it. Oh, really? Yeah. It was near the end of his that's life. That's a weird last thing to kind of jump off on, uh, jump out on. It's just yeah. like you're done, you know. You know when someone's about to die and then they start saying crazy <laughs> shit? This is so. one of those things. Like, dude, you're the beat poet Retiring. guy. Like, yeah. Just shut the hell up yeah. and die. I'm sure the statute <laughs> of limitations on whatever you did before is over. So just die oh, already. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And the late, the summer of love. Yeah. <laughs> Well, 1967, not 68. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I found out is a Mandela effect thing. What? Mandela effect. That I wasn't sure of that. That that very. Yeah, that um, Ed McMahon was never part of Publishers Clearinghouse. I thought he delivered the checks. That's what everybody thought. Never you won! Had, but he's, <laughs> he's on Roseanne doing it. Yep. And uh, something else. But he was just a front man or something. No. Right? 
he no, was he was not. That's he what was we all the, remember. He was in the ad. No, though. it wasn't for Publishers Clearinghouse. There was one time he was in like a similar thing. Yeah. But it wasn't Publishers Clearinghouse. What was it? Something with like, publisher in the title, but it was it was like a unpublished knockoff. clearinghouse. Ah. Yes, it was a knockoff. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, because yeah, I I could see him doing that because he was always desperate for money, especially at the end of his life. You know, he was yeah. always getting foreclosed on and stuff. <laughs> well, he had like ten wives. Yeah, ten <laughs> wives. He had like a lot of properties. Just like it uh, uh, needs some money this week, guys. <laughs> yeah. Speaking about worried about money, like I want to know what happened to Bobby Driscoll's money, because if he's working as a clerk at a haberdashery, which I'm guessing is like a a store general store. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who's Bobby Driscoll? I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What movie was he in? He was in Pinocchio, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was in a lot of things that aren't good here. Um, Over the next three years, he's just in these one-offs um he has three kids so he's getting some roles as well as working on the haberdashery still married to this hot and cold relationship uh wife of his but still having three kids yeah he's busy but like like, yeah he's done like episodes of rawhide frontier justice there was another big one he i feel like he's like no uh, horse no horse no wife no mustache he's like dicaprio (laughs) and uh once upon a time in hollywood like working these kind of shit gigs yeah exactly he's in an episode of Rawhide at 22 years old, and then after he's arrested on a narcotics charge. So he's... For he, weed again? Is he hitting the stronger stuff now? Is he starting to hit the big H? Yeah, he was um, charged with having a hypodermic kit. Um, Ooh, he's mainly... Wow. He's, yeah, he's, that's not good. With intent... <laughs> Jesus. Intent to administer heroin in his possession. Oh, my God. Oof. Driscoll said um, he is unemployed in this newspaper. That might just be to try to get out of paying things he doesn't want to pay. Yeah, just told the judge that maybe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm unemployed, he, ju- judge. He doesn't even count the haberdashery as a job. No, no. Yeah. that means nothing. To they don't. Him. They don't want to claim him either. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> At 23 years old, he's already divorced again. Two time loser. Two timer. Th- Jesus. Three time child haver too. His uh, third. <laughs> Kid comes through right after the comes divorce. Through. Yeah. <laughs> it was pending. Yeah. yeah. He was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon in Malibu, California after pistol whipping a man that he was having a, a disagreement with. What? <laughs> I'm sure it had something to do with, I want the drugs you have and I don't have any money. But it's crazy. Every single one of these cases so far, I think there's been four all get dropped. This got dropped within four days. Well, Disney probably like owns the city at this time or Hollywood. This is when you could like yeah, do but they stuff didn't like care that. about yeah, him. Exactly. What does Disney care at this time? He threw him to he the might, curb. He might, they might have some old people there that are still looking out for him a little bit. It's an image thing too. Actually, no matter how old he gets, I'm sure because he, he's the Peter Pan always. That's true. Yeah, they still own that. That's still a big property yeah. of theirs, and they don't want to tarnish it by having their former star. That makes sense. Yep. Now. They probably had fixers all over town that would, you know, take care of this stuff for them. Yeah. And who's unhappy in Malibu? What is he doing getting into these fights? <laughs> I don't all you do is surf and then go to Nobu. Yeah. Yeah, he's out of his mind. He at could this be point. like his dad, like, you know, in Iowa, huffing and puffing with that bad breathing disease he had. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Selling fucking whatever. Oh, insulation. Insulation, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. yeah. 24 years old, he relocates to Topanga Canyon, so he wants to really get into this beatnik lifestyle. Um, He's arrested April 4th with his girlfriend for burglary 
of an animal clinic. Oh, what? Which Jeez. I believe they stole $450 in cash and um, some drugs. So I think they're trying to find like ketamine and stuff like that. Jeez. Like moose tranquilizer. Yeah. <laughs> moose tranquilizer. But guess what? Do you think these charges stick or do you think they get dropped again? I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to say the latter, which yeah. is dropped. They get dropped. Ten days later, he's arrested for forging checks. And they're not dropped like that album he recorded. No, he's not dropping like it's hot. <laughs> it's just getting dropped. <laughs> Ten days later, he's arrested for writing a bad check. And he actually pleaded guilty on this one. So He's like, all right, you caught me finally. Got me fine. Well, well, I think by the time you get caught writing a bad check, you've probably written like a thousand of them. Before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just and technically, you did sign it. Well, that yeah. was that was back in the day when they'd actually send out lists to various businesses like, don't take a check from all these people. And if you get one, give us a call to the to 911. Yeah. He got in trouble. He was driving erratically in L.A., got arrested for narcotics possession again heroin again yeah exactly so mm. things are getting really bad he's referred to a psychiatric court for commitment as in a drug addict he's like uh, mark Wahlberg in the second half of boogie nights now it's yeah. like- <laughs> <laughs> philip seymour hoffman's trying to make out yeah. with him yeah well that's ginsburg though yeah <laughs> he's like you're a little old for my life what the hell October 18th he's committed to California Narcotics Rehab Center at Chino the men's institution at Tehachapi for six months that doesn't sound like a nice that's not Malibu yeah (laughs) I wonder what the haberdashery is like at Tehachapi yeah Um, in an article (laughs) he said I became a beatnik and a bum I had no residence. My clothes were at my parents' house, but I didn't live anywhere. My personality had suffered during my marriage, and I was trying to recoup it. In other words, he's one of the cool cats in the beatnik scene. Well, yeah, Yeah. because he befriended a whole bunch of Hollywood scumbags like Robert Blake, (laughs) Dean Stockwell. Russ Tamblin. They were all like, I didn't are realize. Are scumbags though? Those are like no, they cool were all actors. Just, yeah, they're all cool actors. But like, they were all uh, child actors as well, which I didn't realize. Oh yeah, Robert Blake was in the, wasn't he in the Little Rascals? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wait, was he? Yeah, I knew he was in something. I didn't. Realize or is that, that an was. urban legend? No. Oh, you think it's Mandela effect? No, I think he was really in. Uh, yeah. That or like some knockoff of the Little Rascals. He definitely was in something way back in the day. Yeah, he wrote a book, Tales of a Rascal. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, these guys aren't like, you know, scumbags, but everyone's a scumbag then, you know? <laughs> well, it's come the on, 60s. Dean, Dean Stockwell from Quantum Leap and yeah. the player? Yeah. You're going to call him a scumbag? But, but they, they, they all just were like uh, living on Venice Beach, like that kind of just like... It's I a lifestyle. Know. The yeah. doors were fucking... You know, yeah. Like, Jim Morrison was living on the beach, too. Right. Saying weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> Before getting bloated and going to France. Yeah, yeah. and dying there. But out of all of those guys, they all hung out together, and um, Driscoll was the only one that was doing heroin. And so they like tried to talk to they tried to talk him out of it, and he wasn't having it. Really, even Robert Blake is going, kid. You got to slow down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At twenty five years old, he's released from Chino. Things don't really get any better. He's uh, working as a carpenter for a construction company, then. Um, a it, carpenter. It's still 
mind-boggling to me that he needs to take these little shit jobs from this fucking bankroll that he made back in the day. Yeah, yeah. that a huge bankroll. Well, the, yeah. the the one thing is, you know, the parents are smart if they're not giving him the money that he earned in those days because he would have spent it probably within two weeks yeah. at this time with this heavy habit he has. But also, you know, why is he... I don't know. He's just doing things to feed the habit, and I I guess his parents must have gone through hell during this time, so I don't know if I'm prejudging them. Maybe I should or should not be. There's a really sad part to all that uh, okay. that I'll talk about later. Interesting. And the random jobs. Like, yeah. hey, you know any good carpenters? Yeah. Yeah, I know this ex-child star heroin addict fella. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you his number. Yeah. <laughs> Is he good at kitchens? <laughs> he really has a knack for yeah. Yeah. putting faucets in. <laughs> he just says, you know what? Screw it. I'm 28 years old. I've had enough of California. Moves to New York City. And immediately mm. falls in with Andy Warhol's um, Greenwich Village art community. Well, how does he just fucking come upon these like people? So I think they he met... is like Forrest Gump kind of. Like. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, what a scene. Yeah, it's my a... God, he's like he goes from Allen Ginsberg. Yeah, he's like I need someone a little more normal. <laughs> Yo, Warhol, what's up? <laughs> yeah, um, he literally just gets in with Andy Warhol. I think they were saying that Andy really liked having him around to be like kind of it's a brag to be like I got fucking Peter Pan here. And we we <laughs> saw the picture of what he looks like. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry Andy Warhol, you know. He fit in with that crew of like young dudes that hung around Warhol. But yeah, yeah. Andy Warhol loved weird Americana stuff that was like vintage you know, like right. the Campbell soup cans and stuff. And that's probably what his version of the Campbell soup can just like a living version of it. Yeah. Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Did he ever, was he ever in anything Andy Warhol did? Like uh, any of like his Like those movies? factory movies? The, there was a short underground film called Dirt. Jeff Keen <laughs> Piero Helser. I thought Dirt, I thought it was like the, uh, was it Dirt by, um, what is that band? Motley Crue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he directed Dirt, the fucking FX show? We're jumping ahead a little <laughs> yeah, yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh, you mean the, that Courtney Cox one that she produced? No, what was the one, the dirt, um, the dirt uh, with about Motley Crue? That was like an FX series about Motley Crue. If not they, dirt, it was definitely a synonym of dirt. Yeah, well, they wrote a book called The Dirt. That's what their oh, famous right. book about, about Motley Crue. Yeah, where they put a lot of disgusting things in it. Yeah, this is kind of just like an art thing with no real story, but it's pretty much experimental film. Like. Yeah. And it's just him strung out on heroin. Really? Yeah. Um, That's not very nice of Warhol to exploit him like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, he's used I to get exploited. I don't think it's a Warhol film. Okay. Oh, but it's someone that was in Warhol's yeah crew, whatever you call it. Yeah. yeah. Group. Yeah. At this point, he's like he's not working anymore. He's writing poems, and he wrote a poem called "The Sunday Bonnet," which I guess was like one of his more well-known poems sunday bonnet yeah the sunday bonnet never heard that one nope yeah should we read it <laughs> should we find it <laughs> yeah so i mean i can is he getting right published now. or anything but he's just writing poems just to write them and yeah he got published i'm on it oh really right after yeah well if he knows people like warhol i think he knows how to get published and stuff sunday bonnet smoke my dope dent my fenders <laughs> sunday bonnet lady See your love, man's dream, sweet gold feathered eggs. Oh boy. Nest of sirens singing fire. 
Where's the finger snapping? Saints Ascent. I'll put some music in. Okay. <laughs> I picture like uh, Mike Myers and uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah. She broke I want my to heart. be Betty Barney. <laughs> Whoa, man. Whoa, man. <laughs> and I he, ordered the large cappuccino. Yeah, I believe I ordered the large. <laughs> Hello. So he's like kind of fucked up and just like, you know, all of out of sorts and stuff and just he's trying yeah. to find himself still at like 28 years old and trying to figure something out for himself yeah we also didn't finish the poem oh sorry this snow morning pierce my eyes with swiftest daggers your altar throne of light light to dwell in shade of bonnets kiss of sirens my morning the reading's kind of crazy, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My morning starling rises as before. Robert Blake reading My Bonnet. Wakened. Suck, suck me off. By your Sunday bonnet smile. That's it. <laughs> wow. He wrote that's it in the, in the <laughs> poem? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Poetry sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah. What did he have a fetish for women's caps? Yeah. Who wore bonnets around this time? <laughs> Allen Ginsberg is like, dude, you're kind of weird. I just read your bonnet poem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Anyway, talk you want to go fuck a kid? He kind of looks like you. <laughs> Ten <laughs> years ago <laughs> when I really liked you. <laughs> yeah, so he's just writing that. Yeah. But you said it was published. Yeah, he was had a bunch of poems published in the underground book The Great Society. Okay. Sounds like William S. Burroughs or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was in like that whole that click? crew with like yeah. Jack Kerouac and There's yeah. another nutcase, the William S. Burroughs. Yeah. yeah. So he's like hanging out with these guys, but they're not like real true friends of his. Um they're just like scene guys hangers you know, on doom, and he, doom, doom, doom. yeah it and is he, impressive though that he's around the voices of the generation yeah you, i mean andy warhol yeah. william s burroughs Allen ginsburg well he's got that in which is great i was peter pan i was yeah. a disney star and i you know not everyone has that so you can't just roll up on warhol and them just like hey i'm gonna chill with you guys from now on yeah, yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> like, to mention knowing walt disney yeah a little bit a little bit yeah he gets arrested in February of 1968 when he's 31 years old, and he writes a letter to Allen Ginsberg saying, hey, I'm in jail. Can you send money? He doesn't even ask, actually. He just goes, send money. <laughs> hmm. And uh, Ginsberg was, you know, probably soliciting minors at the time, so I don't know if he actually <laughs> yeah. got in uh, and sent him any money. <laughs> I should have brought it up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> was like, I got a lot on my plate right now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> on a plate. On a plate. <laughs> he, he's just a beatnik poet right now, Ellen yeah. Ginsberg. Yeah. I don't want you to be distracted. Yeah. Um, so he's arrested in February, then he's released. Nobody really knows where he is or what he's doing. There were two kids that were playing in an abandoned building in the uh, Greenwich East Village yeah. uh, in New York City and found a dead body surrounded by uh, liquor bottles. Hmm. They reported to the police, obviously. It's alfalfa. Police, yeah. <laughs> Ain't it a bitch? AJ <laughs> Benz is in the, hanging around in the, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of the kids. 
Why are these two kids? He's like, ain't it a bitch? Hey, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the police pick him up. Nobody claims him. They don't know who he is. He's got no ID on him. Nothing. They put notices out in like the newspaper being like, hey, anybody know this guy? They just send pictures of a corpse out there? Not pictures, but like (laughs) if if you're missing someone (laughs) that looks like this kind of deal. He's like on a meat hook or something. (laughs) (laughs) If If you know this this, uh, dead body, give us a call. If you know anybody that's in three pieces, (laughs) let us know. Um, If you know anybody that's missing a head, we'd really like to hear from you. So weeks go by. Um, they got to do something with them. So they bury him in an unmarked grave on Hart Island in the Bronx. Mm. In That's where all the people in New York, they have no they have no name or no one knows them or something. There's just a lot of. I didn't even know that it existed. It's um, it's literally for indigent people and like yeah. people they don't know who they are. Wow, that's um, depressing. Like all the Cemetery. people that that New York chewed up and spat oh out. Just go God. to this island once they are found dead. All unmarked. Yeah. It's just like a big fucking burial ground of all these people. Yeah. Like, like it's like what, a genocide like, almost. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Literally. Like, like what you said, they spit up. Yeah, chewed up chewed and spat up. up. Chewed yeah. up or spit up. That's and then New York, chewed, baby. Chewed up again yeah. and then spit out again. <laughs> I've heard of that island before, actually. But yeah. like that's what that's New York though. It's a big, nasty, ugly uh, city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greatest city in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's all unmarked. Graves. They just it's a hole and you get thrown in. They just in toss it. you in there. Yeah. Start yeah. spreading the corpses. <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it here, you and if you can't, you go to Hard Island. <laughs> yeah, man. They call it a uh what is it, a pauper's grave? Yeah. Oh really? When it's yeah, someone who um is unknown. Yeah. It's a fucking pauper's. Well, that's what happened with the who's the Baltimore writer uh, the, of the Raven and stuff. Um, oh, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, they, he he got uh, buried in an unmarked grave because no one know who knew who he was or something. Wow! Like when he died, um, right? A lot of weird stuff happened with his death, also because yeah. whether or not he was murdered or something. But yeah, I think yeah. he was buried and and no one even knew he died and stuff. Yeah, Jesus. The official autopsy, they didn't know if he was murdered or he drank himself to death or what, but they did do an autopsy before they buried him, and they realized that he had severely hardened arteries from heroin use so mm. so it was just a john doe they did a autopsy and they documented it like that yeah and then eventually it got back to the parents or someone from these newspaper clippings i'm sure they were able to put together who it was it well yeah they eventually found out who it was the crazy thing is is when a child actor dies it becomes news now but it wasn't news at all um, it just got completely swept under the rug so much so that when his parents were old enough to get ready to getting ready to die, pretty much, um, <laughs> they're, they're putting the preparations together. Oh, we're getting ready to die. Yeah. yeah. So I think his father was really sick and they were like, you know, we should talk to Bobby and we should all be buried in the same place. Yeah. And, um, they had no idea that he had died four years before that. Wow. Yeah. So this is Bobby. Yeah. Did you say that already? Yeah. Oh, I missed the reveal. Bobby Driscoll, the the main character we're talking about. I know, but I missed the reveal, (laughs) all this talk of the unknown corpse yeah. and the unknown grave yep, yeah that's bobby i didn't realize that it was well, bobby. well that's the that's the reveal though because yeah. we, did, we, we didn't know nor the listeners knew who this body was but it was just randomly found in the bronx yeah yeah or greenwich, greenwich, village, greenwich sorry. village yeah, yeah he's buried in the bronx 
Yeah. Wow. So he died. But that's ceremonious. How pe- that's how people lived and died in the U.S. People just, you know, if you want to skip town, you're gone, and no one ever sees you ever again. Yeah. You're off the grid. No Facebook. No like, you know, LinkedIn or yeah. in- Indeed.com. No, no one's gonna find you ever again. <laughs> Indeed. And, yeah. And like Job you can, placement. You can just skip town, and then that's it. And you're just like, ah, eh, you know, he left. What, yeah. What happened to your son? He left. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could really disappear in just those days. Just a fucking piece. Yeah. yeah. Especially in America. America, like uh, in European countries, I'm sure it's harder because it's like so much more condensed and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, there, there was more. But the U.S. is just so big and sprawling. You can just fucking disappear. There'd yeah. be paparazzi photos of this guy nowadays. That's true. You yeah. Know, leading up to it, probably. Yeah. Or you get a private investigator who might be able to locate someone like that. But like in those days, like what are they going off of? Like there's no credit card statements or anything like that or, or the, there's no electronic transactional things that you could locate people from not in 68 no way and no. it didn't make the news no because not at all all his arrests made the news this sounds like a disney pr thing because they they I mean, own yeah. the fucking media he even did time. a press conference for his drug bust yeah so but how is it was just news? getting worse and worse and to to put out there as disney saying your first ever big child superstar died homeless in a fucking gutter in New York City. That's bad press. Because you kicked him out of his contract and wouldn't even let him on the lot ever again. Caught him trying to get on the lot and sent him away. And that to me is just, I don't know. Unconscionable. It sent him yes. down a very yeah. bad road. You know what? Someone ought to go and unplug Disney right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking, about, not talking about the Roku. Oh, you're talking about, I'm talking about whatever his, machine is yeah. fro- freezing him. Yeah, <laughs> let him melt. Yeah, it wasn't until four years after his death when they re-released "Song of the South" that the public really found out about his death because people were like, "Oh, whatever happened to that kid?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, he died like four years ago." Wow! And then that's how people really found out. Jeez. And there was there was no AJ Benza then or like no. E True Hollywood story to like, like to no. really like do a deep dive on that. Yeah. The entire horridness of the story. It's just like you'd have to find like I don't, I don't even know how you search that. There's like no internet search. You just like you hear it by word of mouth. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, there was no death and entertainment back then. No. Yeah, the the yeah very dark days of uh, 1968 <laughs> before death and entertainment. But that is how people would have to do it. You like try to think of some fact nowadays. You're like, oh, what is that? You go to IMDb or you yeah. go to Wikipedia. Then you'd have to grab you the, get, you the get encyclopedia a from your house. Encyclopedia, or yeah. Or something. Or yeah. you'd have to go to the library or get the newspaper and search through the newspaper. And how thorough is, is like an encyclopedia on something like that? You're not going to get the level of detail um, or like interviews and you'd have to remember they, they, you had the microfiche at the library. Oh yeah. Where yeah. You could go through every single like article that was written about it. Yeah. That way, maybe if you had another gumshoe reporter that actually did an in-depth story on it, it's possible to get that level of detail. But at this time, no, who's going to do all that fucking legwork? Yeah. <laughs> right. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Colin. Especially for um, Bobby Driscoll, not to be, you know, insensitive, but nobody cared about him at the end. No, you know, no one. We're that, the only people that care. No about one him. put that together that he was the first Disney child star, and yeah. they fucking chewed his ass up and spat his ass. That up. is horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is just, you know, it's like he made them so much money. That yeah. was a special movie because of him. 
Yeah. It wasn't because of the racist Native American depictions they did in that yeah. movie. <laughs> it was because of Peter which, Pan. Which is what your favorite parts. Well, <laughs> only in an academic sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, he, Studying was a, it. he was a talented guy, and I, and I think they, they should have treated him better, but like the, he had no value to them anymore. They thought. I'm sure he could have had a lot of value for them. We discussed that part of the studio system, which, you know, there is no uh, second life to your career. Yeah, that's like the Mark Twain quote. The American lives uh, don't have second acts. Right. And I think they believed that when it came to these child actors also. He could have been like a Kurt Russell for them. Kurt Russell, yeah, child star. You know, making kids movies for them. True. They really created this vagabond. Yeah. Yeah. And. Just let him die. Well, starting at the age of five, and you know, you're a lot. You're supposed to. Uh, I'm, that might have been the Mickey Rooney rule. You're supposed to be educated and be taught while you're on set. But he never went to school after five years old. No, he was going to high school. Was he? Yeah, he was going to like a performer's high school. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows if he was actually learning or anything? Yeah, but. I, I have I have a friend who went to school with Brittany Murphy at a performance school in uh, Burbank. Oh wow! And, and said. She would never show up. She uh, just wasn't there at all. Yeah. But, you know, whether or not he did or his parents made him go, who knows? Right. Hmm. Who knows? Uh, we don't know where he's like, even buried. We, it's obviously known that he's on the island, but even his parents wanted to get him like exhumed and bring him back. And so they could all be buried in the same place and they couldn't find him. Oh, jeez. Imagine yeah. that search. Yeah. I, I don't think they actually broke ground, but. I think they wanted to, and they couldn't. They were just like, dude, where, where do you start? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Here's a shovel. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Here's a map. They're like, was your kid 63 yeah. and a female? I can't yeah. believe they don't document it or like have a yeah, system. There should be a, a, a record system, yeah. on this thing. They end. had dental records back then. Right. So they could have figured it out. Yeah, well, they're not doing all that, I'm sure, on these corpses. No. You know, in the, the right, 60s. they just assume it's you're a found, homeless person. Yeah, yeah, found in an abandoned building. God. Okay, so can you paint the picture of what was going on, how he died at that spot? Um, He sat and drank himself to death, That's pretty it. much. Yeah, they It think... wasn't a heroin overdose. No, it was, uh, I believe, a heart attack resulting from his hardened arteries from heroin. And he really was just living on the street. Yeah. He wasn't part of any. He wasn't in Warhol's factory at this point. No, he was out of out of jail and just like kind of wandering around. And there was a he lot. He wasn't of, at Ginsburg's compound. God, I hope not. There was a lot of like empty buildings. I feel like in Manhattan at this time. Oh like yeah, old industrial like buildings. Yeah, Detroit yeah. It now. looked like a fucking shithole. Yeah, people just squatting. Yeah, like mm-hmm. New York in the late sixties and and seventies was like a fucking shithole. Even until like the early nineties, they were still buildings that were just empty and stuff really in brooklyn yeah it's crazy yeah haven't you seen home alone too <laughs> lost in the hood what is that with uh donald trump yeah yes <laughs> yeah. um disney's getting some flack recently i don't know if you did you guys see the chippendale rescue rangers uh reboot no movie no. john mulaney and I that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> john mulaney and andy samberg are okay. chip and dale okay even more reason not to see yeah, it yikes but disney got into they got a lot of people pissed at them because the villain of the movie is an overweight pretty much drunk peter pan um, oh yeah using bobby's likeness eh, no not really but peter pan in it like 
pretty much takes on what Disney did to him. He, oh, that makes sense. Because yeah. he's like dictating to Chip and Dale why they can't be around. Maybe they're doing a bit or mm. like, uh, you know, they're, they're doing something about the fact that Disney does this to child stars. Yeah. Which was a funny thing that people used to make fun of. Like, you know, like like the kids D- from Dickie different Roberts. the kids from different yeah. strokes. Dickie Roberts. Yeah. It was funny that these kids yeah. all got strung out on drugs and stuff. Yeah. It's Will Arnett playing the evil Peter Pan. I get to decide who's a star and who gets thrown in the trash. And now you two come poking around where you don't belong, asking questions about your missing friend. And I can't have that. So how's this for a break? I'm thinking it's time for a Chippendale reboot. Jimmy, you come with me. So it sounds like exactly what he just said is like pretty much how it played out for Bobby. Maybe they use that as inspiration for sure. I decide who's a star and who gets thrown in the trash. And, and, it, yeah. <laughs> and this is a Disney movie. Yeah. They're trying to take it That's down pretty, from the inside. Yeah. Or That's something. pretty ballsy of them to like, you know, to you know, self-reference themselves like that or their yeah. old practices of how they treated child stars. Right. Has Bobby ever been honored since he died or remembered somewhere? <laughs> Not really, no. Wow. There's no like, yeah. Should that you think there should be like a Bobby Driscoll ride, ride at Disney World? Sure. Or yeah, or just like a, a plaque or something. Yeah, at Disney World, acknowledging. Yeah, I, I, is there a uh, Peter Pan ride at Disney? There is. World? Yeah, there, there is. is. And there's nothing about him on it. Well, what are they gonna do? Give you yeah. his history? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that would actually be portrayed <laughs> as a ride. stupid kids ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even think he has a star on the Walk of Fame or anything. Well, that I believe. Because you got to pay for it. Yeah. Yourself. What, are they going to give him a star? They didn't even, you know, renew his contract when they could have saved him. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, so I don't know if Disney just wants him to go away from their memory or their uh, legacy. Some people say he saved Disney, because when the songs of the South came out, they were like faltering. They weren't doing too well. And it was a hit. And it was a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Considered like, obviously, it's very controversial, you know, in retrospect now. But like it, people say that that movie is kind of what brought uh, Disney back on their feet. And like they were they were able to kind of get things going again. Yeah. And the other shocking thing about this story is we releasing Song of the South in the 70s. 1968, they did. It was 68. Uh, 72, they re-released. Okay, he sorry. died in 68. Okay. Because it was already kind of controversial yeah. by the 70s. Yeah. So what are they doing re-releasing it? I'm sure it was like some dumb executive's idea who's like, what are we doing? We got nothing else coming out. Maybe maybe some productions got cut or something, and they just needed something to throw out there. Yeah. And, and it was like a remastered version of this horrible movie. And the characters lived on in Splash Mountain, the ride. Really? Yeah. Till very recently. Yeah, there are people really pissed about that. I didn't know that. C- can you play a little of Br'er Rabbit? Because as a kid, I would see the Br'er Rabbit, like stuffed animals at the store. My sister even bought one. Yeah. And you'd see the characters. And I always imagined it sounded just like, you know, the Winnie the Pooh characters or something. But oh, okay. when I was older and finally heard the rabbit's voice, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You weren't into it anymore? Well, don't go to a place like this. 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 Don't go to a place like this.
Uh, howdy, Brer Rabbit. Who that call my name? Oh, uh, 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 hello, Uncle Remus. Here's to me that you was in a powerful bad mood to go to... Oh, God. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Um, So there is an answer to one of our questions about the Hart Island in the Bronx keeping track of uh, people who have been buried there. In 1969, at the end of 1969, um, Bobby Driscoll's mom sought the help of officials at Disney Studios to get in contact with him for a hoped-for reunion with his father, who was nearing death. This resulted in a fingerprint match at the New York City Police Department, who located his fingerprint on file as being buried on Hart Island. So they kept fingerprints okay, in case they needed a match. And so that's how his parents found out. It was a year later, not four years later. Okay. Um, but the the public found out four years later when Song of the South was re-released. Oh wow. Um yeah. Wow. Crazy. Someone on Twitter shared a link to this movie apparently that's called Lost Boy, the Bobby Driscoll, Driscoll. story. Yep. And they wrote in honor and memory of Bobby Driscoll. This documentary does a better tribute for Bobby than Disney ever has or will. God bless you, Bobby, and may you rest in peace as the world recognizes how much of a star you truly were. Wow. Good words. Yeah. R.I.P. Bobby. Um, I guess Disney had him slated for two more films, uh, Tom Sawyer and Robin Hood. Oh, wow. I guess there was some legal disputes, and both of them got shelved. Uh yeah, and pro- probably they just said that, and they just wanted to get rid of him anyway. Yeah, so exactly. They, they, I'm sure they had plans for that, but they were like, fuck it. Yeah. We he some... got too old in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he fell off the Ginsburg scale. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you don't get back on. <laughs> You're too big for my plate. Get out of here. It's like the Kinsey scale. Yeah. <laughs> 12-year-olds, they get a perfect six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like the fucking... Thanks, Alejandro. Alan Ginsberg, Rotten Hell, Bobby Driscoll, rest in peace. Uh, Walt Disney. Shit list. Walt no. Disney. Walt Disney, freeze in hell. Yeah, freeze he's... Uh, yeah, he's on the shit list for this one. Really? Because you're yeah. a big Disney head, actually. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that being a Disney file? File? Jeez. <laughs> It's better than pedo. Yeah. (laughs) There are, you know, it's a file. There's cinephiles that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he, uh, it's just like anybody else. He's like pumped up as this, you know, really nice, benevolent child's hero. Mm -hmm. But he's really a cutthroat businessman. And I mean, once you get away from all the romance and the story and the lore, it's like, yeah, he was just a dude who wanted to make as much money as he possibly could and well, saw no benefit to having this kid around. But I I thought also he's not like a one person running Disney. You know, right. he's, there's a ton of executives that are involved in this. They come and go. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens with, um, you know, Bobby Driscoll. He just gets, you know, thrown under the rug because new executives come in. They want they they want a fresh start. They don't, mm. they, you know, they... They're like we're firing all these people. It's like what GE, you know. Yeah. They they fire the t- the low ten percent of everyone mm-hmm. that's there, and it became a business, and rather than just kind of like some cool creative, you know, endeavor that uh, that Disney was doing. Now it's like a billion dollar company. Yeah. Listen to this. He received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1960. Whoa! What before? Wow! Yeah. Oh shit! We gotta we gotta go visit that. 
How do you like them apples? It's right. It's right. Oh, here we go. It's right in front of the Popeyes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! It's in front of Jameson. <laughs> yeah. It's right outside of my friend's place. Oh. On Vine Street. Yeah. I'm gonna take a picture of it. Do it. There you go. Yeah. The Bobby Driscoll story. Yeah. Very sad, sad ending. Very sad. Yeah. That's what uh, Hollywood does, baby. Yeah, that's a true Hollywood story <laughs> in a bitch. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that was Allen Ginsberg's spirit. <laughs> Take yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> He's in the building. Oof, hopefully not. And that's what a lot of the child stars said. Like, there was some documentary by Alex Winter. Was Alex Winter the guy that was from uh, Bill and Ted's yeah. Adventure? Yeah. And Henry Thomas from E.T. would be yeah. like, he'd show up at auditions after E.T. And then he'd say like, yeah, I'd walk in the room and I would just see their, the look in their eyes because they were expecting the kid from E.T. Yeah. And I unfortunately it was hard to grew up. Break that like Drew Bowmore did. But then her drugs got in the way, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like she kind of fucked that up. But he, he got uh, Henry Thomas was in Suicide Kings. So he got some stuff. Well, you yeah, know, he was a successful actor as yeah. an adult, too. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. What else? Wasn't so for Bobby. <laughs> I guess not. No, yeah. I mean, he didn't end up a nameless dead body. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Who Henry Thomas yeah. in Granite Village. <laughs> He's not in uh, Hard Cemetery. No. Hearts Island, whatever. Oof. Yeah. Or whatever. Don't downplay the cemetery. Show it some respect. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you never know where Alejandro's gonna yeah. get serious. <laughs> what landmine you're gonna st- uh, step on? Yeah. Shout out to John Rodeo who um, actually wanted to hear this episode. So, oh, okay, yeah. okay. He uh, was um, a comic in Boston. He might still be doing comedy. He was actually heavily involved in the professional wrestling scene in Boston. Wow. And he managed Triple H before Triple H was Triple H. So Okay. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, wow. John. Thanks, Thanks John. for listening. He wa- he listens all the time and sends... Um, Thank you, sir. Don't suplex me. Kind words. Yeah. And um, <laughs> your buddy that recommended the Rebecca Schaefer episode. Yeah. Who was that? Uh <laughs> I forget, was that uh, Mac, either Macklin or yeah, uh, Mac. Mac? Yes. Yes, Mac. Thank yeah. you, Mac. Shout Thanks, out. Mac. Thanks, Mac. Mac attack. Mac foo. Hoo <laughs> And um, thanks to all the supporters out there that yeah. do like a little comedy with their yeah. death stories. Yeah, we're getting more positive support than we're getting negative support. So, you yeah. know, there's a couple of uh, sad Susies out there that want to talk shit. Keep talking or just get lost because <laughs> we're going to keep uh, doing our there's thing There's a here. couple of glum glens out there. Yeah. Nice. Take and, a minute, but we get it. And they can email us at deathandentertainment at gmail.com. Yeah, or if you want to meet up in person, motherfuckers. Yeah. We'll be at the Rouse and Magnolia <laughs> Boulevard in Sherman Oaks, okay? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> TikTok at Death and Entertainment. Yes. Instagram at Death and Entertainment. You know the drill. Yes. Email us at Death and Entertainment at Gmail. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah Five blah. stars. Give us a review. Leave a comment. Twitter, Dipod2021. YouTube. Check it out. Yes. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Till next week, everybody. Don't go dying on us. Bye. (laughs) You have just heard... A true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. The movies, Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night.
Please drive home carefully and come back again soon.